Hello and welcome back to the Obsessed Podcast. It's Nick Gere and Gareth. And don't forget, you can go listen to our latest episode, The Shade of It All, Mariah's top 10 shadiest moments, if you haven't already. And don't forget to go stream Big Energy with Big Lato and Mariah. Let's get this to number one, bitches. And welcome. How are we? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right, actually. Gia, I'm good, yes. too, you guys. Yes, <laughs> lambs. Don't forget to go listen to our last episode about the shade of it all. You know, we put a lot of work into that one. Um, Yeah, I'm doing pretty well. It's been a long week for me, but we're here, and I'm excited about this episode. We've had a lot of fun stuff happen with Mariah, so let's get into it. Speaking of the big energy, what do you guys think about Mariah not being credited still preposterous <laughs> i kind of don't okay mm-hmm. i've been streaming this song i've been listening to it like on my way home from school and things of that nature but i feel like it kind of dropped off we were kind of talking about this a little bit yesterday but yeah it kind of dropped off a little bit no one's really worried about it but i don't i'm not like pissed or anything that she's not credited because uh, apparently if it doesn't make half or more of the streams or, you know, the majority of the clicks, it's not going to be credited. So to me, it just kind of, it's like an ego hit a little bit, but I'm not like super embarrassed or like pissed about it. I don't really have big feelings, big, big feelings about it. I think, I think for the, because of the fact that it wasn't actually her song as such that sampled, it's just that they made it more of a thing about the fantasy thing um it doesn't bother me that much i think if it, if they'd used something like i don't know like a sample from an original mariah track then let's say then i would probably be a little bit more like yeah this is a bit shitty that the other version is doing more than the remix but uh i can take it or leave it to be honest you know i'll be really pissed if if it took big energy to number one and then she wasn't credited you know like if it it goes to number one uh, then i'll be pissed do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i know exactly what you mean i was like just thinking about that situation happening that seems like a situation that would happen to mariah it's like she'll never get that 20th like it's it's crazy i don't even want to think about it to be honest I still think she can. I mean, I think we all believe that she will. It's just that we kind of were hoping for this from the get-go that this will be the 20th number one. But maybe this just isn't that. I don't know what it will be, but it's. I think we just have to accept it. It did feel like it in the beginning because it seemed like it was everywhere and it seemed like it was a huge thing and it really felt like it was going to go somewhere. But But this is really important why Lamb should stream Mariah's remix version more yes go buy and stream the remix version it's still available it's still kicking um it's still on the chart uh yeah (laughs) did you guys see mariah's uh easter promo this year yes what did you think about that i thought like i saw this meme and it said oh what did it say it said it's weird as fuck to me to see Mariah actually be a human being and lying up in bed. <laughs> it, just, it killed me when I saw that because that's exactly what I was thinking. But it was really weird because she never really showed her face and they never really showed her. They just showed the back profile of Mariah. And who do you think was in that bunny suit? You think it was Brian? That's what I was going to say. It gave me Tommy Matola, all I want Santa vibes. And Same. I was like... 
Yeah, it, I was like, is that Ryan in there? I was really wondering. It was cute, though. I thought it was cute. It was cute, yeah. It was cute, but it was weird also. Like, yeah, it, it, felt it, was... like it felt like I was, like, too, like, up in her home. Like, why am I yeah. seeing her bed? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. While, it was, while they were going through the cameras through her home, I'm just like, damn, this is such an invasion <laughs> of privacy. <laughs> like, I like, but I guess this is what Mariah's house looks like. <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt about it. <laughs> It was and Mariah really, all rolled up in bed. Like it was, I know, <laughs> and she was like sprawled out, kind of too. <laughs> I live she was for like, it. No, like absolutely not. No, like she put her hand to the camera. It was so funny. There was, oh there my was, gosh. There was a clip outside as well where you see like a really quick flash of her face. It's not really that noticeable i mean it's clearly her because you get like a quick flash of her face and then curls and then the hand or something i can't quite remember which that wasn't the the main one i think it was like posted later on yesterday as he was planting the eggs or something yeah and they got her like they got some far shots away from her like blowing kisses to the yeah. bunny or whoever or brian or whoever that is but I yeah they never those shots because they're, they're super quick, bitch. Yeah. They're like, so, okay, bam, bam. Maybe, I blink, maybe I blinked in that moment. It is a cause... blink shot because you'll see her like a blown. <laughs> she's in like a green robe and she blows a quick kiss. But it's, I did the not camera's... even see. I literally only saw her like in bed in like the Victoria's Secret <laughs> jams and like pass the fuck out, like hand to the camera, like get the fuck out of my bedroom. Like, no. <laughs> it was so funny. It really did humanize Mariah for me, though. <laughs> but I can't stop laughing about Mariah up in that bed. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. So another thing that Mariah did earlier this week on the Emancipation of Mimi anniversary is she did an Instagram Live. And it was kind of messy. <laughs> it was again. It was it was harping back to the Easter Bunny. It was cute but messy. <laughs> Actually, the Easter Bunny was cuter. This was a little bit more messy. What do you guys this think? Was, this was more messy, I think, because of the the dogs and everything else going on. There was like a lot. All of her stuff like that is a lot. Yeah. And she kept saying, I'm going to bring on some lambs. I'm going to bring on some lambs. And it was all these celebrity lambs. And you're just like, uh, motherfucker, I just want to talk to Mariah. I'm kind of over the dress in a swimming pool thing anyway. I just thought really we're doing this again. I am, Gareth, I am too. I'm over that. It, yeah. It's and like, what do you think about that dress, Gia? I mean, I, I like the, I mean, I like the dress, but it got, it kind of gave me a mermaid vibe that she was in there like that. But I just think that, the Tom Ford dress, like in the pool, like it's kind of it's kind of extra to be like spending that much on a dress, and you know that Mariah Carey closet is gonna tell us how much it was and what it was, and to see her with these super <laughs> expensive dresses just going in the pool, it's probably chlorinated. Like you know that's not supposed to go in there. It does give me a little bit of like a oh my gosh, but also like she's not gonna go in the pool. And like show us all her stuff either. So she's yeah, being a diva while also trying to be secure, I feel like. Like if she's comfortable, if that's like all she's comfortable on camera showing us, like yeah, it's turning down. You know, I'm not trying to knock her for that, but I think it, it I think it's for the grandeur of it all. That's how I feel. I think it's I think it's yeah. extra. Right. Yeah. It's pretty much 
part of her brand now to be in a body of water in a full gown. And it's okay. I live for it. It's just Oh yeah, like this. she's back in the ocean, back to the ocean. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Until October 31st. Literally, she's back in the ocean with her fucking dress. She's literally playing into it. Yeah, she wants to give us the illusion of that I'm still in the ocean, but I'm still here. One thing she did tell us on there was she wrote a new song. I I gave it a little bit of an eye roll when she said that, but I hope it was cute. I hope it's a cute song. Uh, she also, I don't think we got anything new from that live other than that, though. No, it wasn't really giving much. It was a nice moment to have, and she did it was it was the emancipation kind of esque with the straight hair. But... Right. Yes, I was gonna say it was a festive celebratory moment. Because you know she loves yeah. an anniversary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm glad that she did it. It was cute. Yes. And it, I'm glad it, that it was on Instagram and it wasn't a Twitter space as well. For real. Yes. I'm very We never get anything that. from Mariah on Instagram. Yes. Mm. I will say I really want to express my gratitude that it was an Instagram live and not on Twitter space. Yes, yes, yes. I'd take more of them, even if she was like, I mean, obviously, I know we didn't get, like we just said with the Easter stuff, we didn't really get a proper close-up moment of her. But usually whenever she's in her pajamas and it's all planned and stuff, she looks quite sort of like done and all ready for the cameras and stuff. So I'd even take like a line down on the couch in her pajamas if her hair and everything's right as an Instagram live. Like To me, I think Brian planned that and Mariah was like, I'm sleeping. Like, I'm not worried about Easter. <laughs> what are you t- Easter who? What are you talking about? I don't know her. She was not worried about Easter this year, honey. Maybe it was a bit of a surprise egg hunt, but... uh... Okay, so we can go into the main reason that we're here today, like, which was the release of the Masterclass. So, as we all know, Mariah's Masterclass came out, and we were all scrambling, trying to figure out how we were going to pull this together, you guys. So, we worked out, between the three of us, it would only come out to be around $60. Now, I'm going to need you guys to be quiet and not judge me for not wanting to, like, chill out. I don't, Girl, I was not trying to spend almost $200 on this master class. So, Nick, Gareth, and I, we went in on that thirdsies. And it was only, like, 60 bucks each. And we gave each other our password for the master class. And we busted it out and we watched it. So, yeah. It was just easier that way. Uh, because ultimately we're trying to let you know, was it, was it worth that much? Like, first of all, can we get started on why don't they just charge like $15 a month instead of $170 per year? When obviously you guys know we're only there for Mariah. Is that the only options that you got over there? Cause I had a quick check when we were discussing how we were going to do this and it was broken down monthly over here. But that was like monthly adding up to... I think you have to, it's almost like a contract kind of thing oh. that you have to, if you're going to do it monthly, but I feel like it's really bad on a, a bad marketing technique to do it this way. And I don't know how long this masterclass thing will last if they're charging people $177. Granted, you get a year subscription. And but- you get every single masterclass they have. But you guys know we came there for Mariah. Right. So for us, it's like, this one masterclass costs 170 something dollars. Hopefully in the future, they'll give us uh, an option to pay monthly or to pay 
for just an artist because what they're doing right now for their marketing technique, I don't think it's really going to work out for them in the end. I agree. I think it would have been smarter to have it be like this one masterclass costs a certain amount or you pay a certain amount per month to get all of the masterclasses, just like any other streaming service. Yeah, I don't think that's going to work out for them. It's very um, money hungry. No, who else? Yeah, it is money hungry. But who else does that? Um, Apple TV Plus does that, but it's way cheaper per year. Right. I mean, what if you what if you signed on for Mariah Carey mainly, uh, but then like half of I mean, this is an exaggeration, but half of those people that signed on, especially for Mariah Carey, all went for that cooking one or whatever it is. And then all of a sudden that went through the roof compared to what it was doing. Like, does she then get a cut of that? Or like, how did, how is it shared? I don't know if we probably won't. Know. Wait, I'm sorry. What cooking? I didn't, I lost you at there's, cooking. There's like I'm a, sure that she just signed a contract and she just got a lump sum of money and then maybe she'll get any royalties, kind of like streaming off of any time that people watch each episode. That's probably the kind no, of the I contract. Bet that, yeah, I bet yeah. that she got like, I bet that she had like a lump sum of, hey, we're going to pay you X amount to do it, period. And then there's some sort of royalty attached as well. Like, but just like her book, I know her Audible deal. I think they said it was like, we'll give you this much. I I don't think that it's like, they put money into that set, boo. They like, they put money into this masterclass. So I wouldn't be surprised if they gave her money and put money into her too, you know? I don't know how much she got paid, but I know when I opened that app, and went to go play something. I only played Mariah Carey, and Sorry. I didn't look at anything else that was on the app. Yeah. Me either. I waited for her masterclass to show up at midnight. It didn't. I was like, okay, this has no use for me. I was like, am I even going to get this masterclass? Like for a while, I didn't know. I mean, I knew it was coming, but it didn't like drop at midnight like other things do. So yeah. All right then. Shall we get so, on into it? Speaking of money and putting money into the set. What do you guys think about the set and the artwork? I do like the artwork. I think the graphics are really nice of how they sort of like flow in and then they merge a picture and sort of like disintegrate out. It's very much like inspiration. So whether you're creating something from nothing or if you're adapting from something and creating from that with based on your inspiration, um, it all comes to you as you are absorbing. So it would then develop and become something a little bit more personal. So this, to me, felt very much like a wave of inspiration when you're watching it. So it felt very fitting. How did you feel about the the graphics, Gia? I thought compared to the set of her, like where she was sitting in that like, like Capri, like Italian Roman, like, I don't know, it looked like she was on an island in her own like little temple like yeah. compared to that i felt like the graphics looked cheap but now that you're like explaining how they were like fleeting almost like in your mind like creativity like i kind of see i definitely see that i definitely see how you're getting that i just didn't like it was all like dark you know i don't know it it's seemed very, very it seemed very dark yeah, yeah. blue yeah. navy it was That's a lot cool. of navy yeah. and a lot and some, of butterflies that butterfly like, tones yeah i didn't like the butterflies like i wish it was warmer and there were like actual like monarchs i don't know 
I wish it was like warmer on the sense of since they're focusing on the roof that it could have been those warmer butterfly colors but that's the just tones. me being yeah and I get what you're saying about the set and the uh, graphics comparatively to the set to me the graphics are are don't compare because I would I would give the graphics maybe like a four out of ten in the set maybe like an eight out of ten comparatively they don't match in my opinion I agree with that I think the set gives me like this is like you keep saying we're recreating the butterfly album this it feels like she came here to like redo the roof in the set that she's sitting down at but yeah the graphics weren't I wish they were like brown and warm and giving me butterfly album vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Like lots of yeah. gold and caramel. Gold. Nude colors. Yes. Yeah. I, Absolutely. The, the set reminded me of like maybe some kind of castle or something in the can't take that away artwork. You know how I said in our rainbow episode, it was very Disney front cover. It, it, this was very much like a scene from Disney. Like, I don't know, like Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, that kind of thing very whimsical and that when we had that little tour around on social media where we got to see the different layers and stuff of like what was behind certain walls and like balconies or whatever like you didn't see all that in the actual masterclass but it was nice that they were there because imagine if there was like a, a different moment where she sat there in the middle but then if she sat against a wall or walking or leaning against a wall and talking like that that would have been so much um so so important to that but in the end, we did get her just sat in the chair, which is fine. Of course, she is just explaining. She doesn't need to be all Mariah-fied. But I, I do like the set. I, I, I think it would make a great thing for a music video if a music video is going to be made for this song. I don't know. It's beautiful. I think it was made very well for her to just be sitting there because I didn't know that it was just a set until we saw the pictures. Like, it looked like a real place, you know? So... If we would have gotten moments of her walking, I feel like it would have looked more like a set. But because they built it in such a way that was so dimensional and it looked like there were like places to walk, it, I think that's what contributed to it like looking so good. And all the plants, of course. Right. I got a, a, a through the rain video kind of vibe from the set. I don't know about you, but that's what I got. Oh, wait, and Gareth, you said, um, like we were talking in our Rainbow episode, don't forget to go listen to our Rainbow album review. I got very Through the Rain vibe video set from the set of this masterclass. I don't, that's what I got from, you know, Is like... It the, the plants and all the foliage? Yeah, down. but I know that there's a lot of sunflowers and everything in the, in the Through the Rain video, but I just got the, a Through the Rain vibe, I don't know. Mm. I got Capri, like her haven where she goes and writes. Cause like, this was about like her creating the music. And she's always talking about like going away to places like that are tropical and warm to create stuff. So that's what I got was like, we're going, we're traveling somewhere else to like be by ourselves in like our haven, safe space. I felt that too, because I know we've seen, well, I think we've seen her, property in Capri. I think we saw it in uh, Mariah's world or something. We saw some kind of Italy property in that. I think it's the same thing. But um, I got that as well. And I was thinking like, where is this? And then of course, for, for most of the time that it was all out there, that all these clips and stuff before we actually purchased it, I was thinking to myself like, where the hell have they recorded this? Like, where is she? Ha when has she had time to do this with everything else she's done? Like, we know it was pretty much recorded since last year. We don't 
quite fully know when they started, but we have an idea. So I thought, when have they jetted off and done this? And then obviously the little quick tour around the whole set was uh, put out there. And I was just like, ah, okay. Uh, I was fooled into believing it was all real too. We knew when it was recorded because there was a bunch of Christmas decorations everywhere. Yeah, that that element of it, of course. Yeah, like the the sitting down and talking about it and stuff. Like when when was this first sort of like spoke about? It was like the build up towards Christmas, wasn't it? That it was like announced she was going to do a masterclass. That's when they announced it was around yeah. Christmas time. Yeah. So and then there was all the butterfly lounge stuff, and she was talking about what she was doing and whatnot. So we kind of had an idea, and obviously when we saw it, we knew that. But like in terms of the sat down in the chair, like. We don't really have a time frame. Her doing the masterclass is probably why the Christmas special was like not really giving it. Possibly. That's really what that made me think. Yeah, busy, busy. Well, let's go into the masterclass then. How do you feel about this masterclass? What did you get from this? Okay, I felt very good about it. It was cool. It was very interesting. It didn't have me gagged like a new Mariah album would have probably, but that's not shade. Um, that's just how I feel. I feel like I've got so many things to say. I just don't know where to start. To me, it's almost like an, another extension of the book. Like, cause she talks about so much stuff that she talked about in the book, like fantasy and the roof and her father. With this class, you're not really going to get how to write a song. You're just going to see the process of how Mariah writes a song with this master class. It's a lot of focused on her her songwriting. There's a few diva moments, but it's you're not getting really anything new out of this master class. But yeah, to a me lot. it's just like an, an extension to the book. A lot of what I've been hearing is from Lambs is, oh, this is what I thought or wished Mariah's world would have been. And to me, like that makes a lot of sense. And also what you're saying is like, this is an extension of the book makes sense. Uh, yeah, she did say a lot of stuff that we've heard before, but I wasn't, I don't know, I wasn't, I enjoyed specific moments, specific um, parts, but some parts like part, I feel like part one and I think part two, maybe it was part two, were like, kind. Of, some of them were boring. And I was like, yeah, I feel bad kind of saying that. But yeah, some of them were boring. But you learn how to ding, ding, ding-a-ding-a. Ding, ding, ding-a-ding-a, ding, ding, ding-a-ding-a, ding, ding, ding. Oh my gosh. She, uh, I heard that so many times. It was stuck in my head. Like there were so many. Okay, see, so this is something I thought so many random Mariah melodies that we would never hear on an album or anywhere else. Like I had stuck in my head, like for a while. And I thought, I thought that was cool. It felt like we were like right beside her while she was like doing something cute. Like, Oh, if this is how she actually makes an album, like we're right beside her while she's doing it. Also, it was really cool to hear all of the background vocals of the roof without any like music to it or um, like from the bridge. Like when there was that moment, it was really cool to hear that. When are we ever going to hear all of the roof vocals a cappella? Yeah, I just otherwise I felt like she was being a diva for camera. I didn't feel like she was actually really being herself. Part of me was like, okay, Mariah, but is this actually how you write and record your music some of it i was giving her a side eye what is your takeaway gareth having 
studied music, I felt like there was a lot to take away from it because you can go into a studio and you can work with people and it's probably not a big budgeted thing. You know it's not going to be that great. You're offering an element to already an already made tapestry or whatever it might be that you're providing. And I felt like this is such a, a beautiful way to look at things. If you can't articulate a melody in a certain way and you're like, mm, it needs to go like this. And I don't know, for me, for example, like I've done some singing bits before in the past, nothing huge, but you know, like my voice when I talk is quite flat. And when I sing, it's not so flat. Not that I'm going to sing all the time. I think that the people that like Mariah or are intrigued by Mariah when they go watch this they will listen to it and they will know that what she does is much more than what we actually see but if you are a musician in any way shape or form whether you're a singer or a writer or an instrumentalist whatever instrument you play even if you're a conductor or orchestra or even if you're writing it out a producer whatever element you are this really does help your communication level with whoever you're working with and whatever level they are too okay yeah. i do i do agree with that a lot i do that was cool that would see a lot of that was really interesting to me like her working with daniel moore was like super cool but it kind of made me just like look at her and be like okay what are we really getting done here without him that's how i felt like i was like this man does not get enough credit you know right. like yeah. There was also that bit, there was a lot of, I don't know if anybody else picked up on this, it might just be me, there seemed to be a little bit of shade between her and the violinist on the end, on the far left end. Oh my then... gosh, I felt so bad for that girl. <laughs> I feel like that girl was bullied. Mariah literally said, you finally got there. <laughs> Where have like, you been? <laughs> okay, but like, I felt like Mariah, are we do you actually sing all of this all the time to create this stuff? Because if she's okay, so she's like humming melodies and doing all of that to come up with the actual song. Then she like I've heard like stories of like, oh, she recorded honey like 50 times. But how many times did you hum it and record it or like sing it to come up with it? Uh, to me, I'm like oh my gosh, you're wasting your voice. She's like up here using her whistle to like try to talk to these people. And I'm like, Mariah, what happened to vocal rest? Like, I'm just like, there's so many things. And then when we get to the part where she's like, this is how I take care of my voice. She's like, oh, we, we really don't do any of that. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. It just really had me shook, honestly. And I, a lot of it was like, Mariah, what happened to the, the ginger tea and honey? And we're not talking and hot tamale flashcards. And like, you know, I just really, yeah, I don't know, you guys. There's like a lost well, Ryan... element in there somewhere where we're like, what about this? What about this? As, as fans, as lambs. Yeah. As a fan, it just felt like, you are doing too much to with your voice like in these sessions because she was like hitting whistles to try to match but I'm like you could actually just whistle to do that or like do something that preserves your voice or do it in a lower tone but tell them to hit it in their higher moment and then she didn't even know what staccato was but I'm like you're Mariah Carey and you don't know what staccato is 
Like, you know what staccato is, Mariah. I think Mariah knew what that was. But what Mariah explains throughout this entire documentary thing is that she's not classically and professionally trained in music. And she does what she wants to do. Basically, she speaks to Daniel and Daniel is the voice to the quartet. And that is... The best way I can put it is like working in a restaurant. If anybody's ever worked in a restaurant, you speak to the expo and the expo speaks to the kitchen and they communicate. You don't talk to them. You let the person in the middle. So basically, Daniel is the expo of of this whole situation. And that's, that's true. If you know yeah, anything about true. But if the you know expo, anything about a lot of people don't fucking realize though, Nick, the expo is the hardest job in the fucking kitchen. Yeah. And, 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 and an expo will fuck it up if they're not good. So Mariah is really blessed to have Daniel. The two points that she made about um, preserving her voice in this documentary is that humidifiers are key and vocal rest. Those are the two things that she said about preserving her voice. And that was it. Right. And I'm like, in the past, Mariah, you've said way more about it. So I just want it from, from a, okay, we've actually come and we've paid to like hear the tips and tricks. No, I want more than that, Mariah. I'm sorry. Like, no, even if you're not classically trained, I know there's more, there's way more that she knows. I know there's tricks that she has. But those were the only two tricks that she gave us. That was it. It was real fast too. I think in a way, like she shouldn't give too much away. She can give enough away from a professional point of view, but then when it comes to actually making Mariah what Mariah is, that Mariah magic, should she need? To, does she need to give them away? No, not necessarily. What you said actually did earlier is, does she do this with every song? And uh, I kind of agree. I don't think she does, not to this level, because certain songs are based around a sample as well. Don't forget, and she builds off that with her own like sort of levels of instrumentation, even if it's just a little bit here and there. And I do feel that certain elements she does conduct, and maybe she communicates that way. I do kind of believe that a little bit. It's probably not. No, I do believe it, but. I just felt like she was playing it up for the camera. There was a lot, a lot of it in this, yeah. And I don't think yeah, there probably is. to that extent because it felt a, like quite time consuming. If you're doing this for every single song, it's a and lot of time. That's why I was like, girl, what are you doing with your voice if this is if this is actually mm. what we're doing? Yeah, that's that's what I mean. And then the shit like you were saying between her and the violinist, like I was <laughs> like, what what are we doing? That didn't even end up in the final cut of the song. Like, like, you know, I was there listening to what was going to end up there. And a lot of what she was being extra about didn't even end up there. Nice. I That's had secondhand I embarrassment for that girl. I really did. Because this is now forever on the internet. And they focused a lot on that lead violinist. And the disappointment in her face. You really felt it. She looked terrified. She kept blinking and looking at Daniel and looking at Mariah. And then you could feel her anxiety yeah yeah i i felt it a lot when you're preparing stuff and you've got people in the room who are more qualified than you to be there you do when you're going along wait with who's it, more qualified 
well, Mariah, because it's her masterclass and the musical director, you know, and I'm sure they went through a ton of violinists to get to this girl. Like, they wouldn't have just been like, oh, set a any videotape and we'll go with that one. Like, there was also another lady there playing the violin. But like, you know, you do... To me, I wondered if those violinists were from masterclass because she was talking to them like they were or something. I don't know. Yeah, it was just with that particular girl. But she did make a comment like, uh, that's why I'm here in this sitting. So I don't know quite, maybe they did a couple of other like runs with other people to see how well it blended and this was the best one i don't know but again time consuming but wait there... the violinist said that yeah <gasps> yeah she said it Ooh. yeah oh but it was not in like a like shady kind of way it was just like well that's why i'm here kind of way yeah oh, okay. yeah um but when you're in those particular moments when you're pr practicing for something or rehearsing for something, especially like when you've got a musical director sat there and they're, they're playing the piano and t t on the other side of the piano, it looks like it's a doddle, you know, you've got, they've got a score in front of them. You have a score in front of you. And then you're constantly looking around at like everybody who's watching you. And um, if you're the, the main event though, I mean, she wasn't the main event, but if you're the one that's like the focus is on, like it kind of was here and there in throughout this masterclass, you're the one that's like feeling a little bit insecure. So you're looking around, it's always the musical director will always be playing and looking up at everybody to see how everybody's up to speed. But in that moment, I want to say if you're feeling a little bit sort of victimized or the, the weaker part of the group, when you look up, if someone's, if you look up and the musical director or the, the, the main singer, or, let's say, is looking at you, you kind of feel like, okay, I'm, go I'm just going to carry on, but maybe I've done something wrong. Maybe I've done something wrong. And you're constantly looking all around, all around the room. So I really felt the anxiety in this girl. I was just like, poor thing. It seemed like she had the most pressure on her. Yeah, she did. But it, she did, and she was, and that's exactly what happened. She was looking around. She looked anxious. But she held herself together, and she got it done. Yeah. And it felt like, towards the end, when Mariah did say, where have you been? Like, it felt like it was probably a painful process up until the end. But this was probably all done in one day. But No, it, to me, it seemed like, where have you been? Like, I should have worked with you before. That's what I thought. I kind of got that, but because of everything else, I was like, which one is it? And I was a little bit sort of torn between the two. So I was like, I think Mariah sure. knows that's not how everyone else does interpretate sound and music. They were reading from sheets and stuff like mm. that. You know, a, a, a lot of the times when she was giving them things, they could hear it and do it just as well as Daniel. But I don't think that that's their thing. You know, I think Daniel is literally like an interpreter. She did literally say, I'm not even writing this down. I'm trying to remember it. Yeah, yeah. they were all able to hear Mariah and play stuff back. But Mariah kept giving them a bunch of different things like yeah. on. Yeah. Don't forget this part. You remember when Mariah's like, I want it to sound darker. And the female violinist said, make it sound like, like someone died. And Mariah said, no, don't die. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Mariah was saying stuff like, make it sound like, uh, uh. Yeah, she was and, doing that. <laughs> and it's like, to a violinist, I'm like, okay, how the fuck do I do this? Like, same. I was, yeah, I was I thinking was the thinking, same thing. Like, Mariah. How the fuck and how the fuck is she gonna do that? Like I, I don't know. I was like I was feeling for the viol for the orchestra. I was like 
Yeah. I would not. I wouldn't want to be working with Mariah in that situation. <laughs> I would definitely want to be Brandy. Like that seems like way more fun. Way more fun than the orchestra. It, like it, it did almost feel as if like when when Mariah introduced how she wanted it to go. If they got it, as soon as they got it, she'd hear something else. Oh, maybe we could do this. And I'd, if that was me playing the violin with just the score in front of me, even if like I could read it really well, because I can't. Even if I could read it really well, I'd I'd be like, we just got it and now we have to work on a new part like i'd be so frustrated a lot of times i was thinking why don't you just play it then like, <laughs> do you want to like, fucking play it <laughs> if that were me because like i don't know how i'm supposed to hear like uh, uh, and then like turn that into like <laughs> and daniel's like it's a b flat it's a b flat it's a b I feel like I'm being so shady, but it's just the reality. No, I think. But that's how we felt. I mean, that's what I was feeling. I had secondhand embarrassment for her, <laughs> but I, I know, I knew Mariah wasn't trying to be malicious because Mariah said throughout this whole process, "This is a quick one, one and done kind of thing. We're doing this on the fly," mm. and she expressed that a couple of times. So I don't feel like she did anything maliciously. It's just how it kind of came off. And I guess that comes with the business when you're working with the best of the best. But that part of her as well, like the constant development, the constant ideas, the constant inspiration, and then like vocalizing them, communicating them, even though you've just probably got it sorted. Oh, well, how about this? And how about this? I do believe that she probably is like that. I, I really felt that was really genuine. Same. So should... We move on to Brandy. I mean, finish what we were I think, we I think I'm, I'm ready for Brandy. But Okay, speaking of Brandy, this is a good segue into the next part of this masterclass, which is the background vocals part. Mariah explains right in the beginning that background vocals are sacred to her. And to me, Mariah Carey vocals are the best thing ever created in recording history, period. I feel like this was the most important part of the whole thing. Like, great that she can do the instrumentation thing. Great that she hears something that people don't and communicate it in such a way. Perfect. But this was the bit that I was looking out for. And I didn't really, I didn't really read the, the, the names of everything. I just wanted to make sure that I accessed everything and I was there and I had the time and I just watched everything in order. And I was just all about that. So I thought, where are the background vocals? Where are the background vocals? I was longing for this. As soon as it came up, part one, I was just like, okay, every, everything else can fuck off right now. This is all that exists to me. And this is such an integral part of the whole masterclass, whether you're a singer or not. This is definitely the best part of the masterclass. These two it's, parts are. Yeah, they're 100% the best part of the masterclass. Yeah. And can we talk about how fucking cute Brandy is and how she's fangirling the whole time? I thought that was the cutest thing. Oh, she's adorable. Okay, I need to talk about that a little bit because I just felt like she was so excited to be there that I think it may have made Mariah a little uncomfortable or like she yeah. was just I didn't like, get that vibe. Uh, okay, well, I did because she was like, Brandy was like touching on her and like she was like, <laughs> and like. That's exactly um, how she was. No, yeah, I think and like. I think it in distracted between, from what they were trying to do. I think that's what you mean, isn't it? Like, it Yeah, but, and, and Mariah was saying this is under the gun, blah, blah, mm. blah. We're doing this, like, real quick. 
But to me, it just would have, I just would have been like, can you have a moment where you're like, thank you, first of all, for coming here? Can we have a hug, a moment? Like, there was no moment. I think if there was a moment between them, I would have been like, okay, Brandy, we're here to work now. We already did that. But I didn't right. see that. So maybe, maybe they had one after. Maybe Mariah was like, okay, like, we're working now. We'll do that later. But to me, it just seemed like Brandy was so happy. She wanted to make Mariah proud. You could tell when she got done recording, she was like, I did this. Be proud of me, mommy. Like, it was very much like. Very that. <laughs> It was very that. It was very, you're the queen mother of vocals everywhere. And I finally got to work with you, please. Like, but Mariah was just kind of like, yeah, uh, you're here. Like, that's kind of how I felt. I, I didn't really get that vibe because Mariah introduces Brandy and she says that she's perfect for the backgrounds of this because she's an incredible vocalist and a good hearted person. So that good hearted person kind of came out definitely i agree i agree and she called her an air queen and was like complimenting her and stuff like that yes i maybe i was misreading things but in the moment i i did rewatch it and i noticed her say that stuff but i was like okay well that's separate from the situation so she probably they probably did have a moment after and i i saw them like take pictures and she posted them so of course we didn't see everything yeah, of course. Uh, they probably had a moment before the cameras were even rolling. And I can get where you get that vibe without having that moment in the masterclass. But I really didn't right. get that vibe. But she was touching Mariah a whole lot. She was like all up on her. I think that maybe they did have that moment, like you say, Nick, in the beginning. I do feel like they would have got that out of the way. Like, hi, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. But I do think, with what Gia was saying, that maybe once they sat down... To hear Mariah relaying those vocals, where they really got into it, because we all know that Brandy's another one for layering her voice and stuff. Once they got into it, like hearing Mariah Carey do those little bits here and there, like that you hear on the record and whatnot, and Brandy was probably getting it really excited to get in there and do it and do some justice for her, you know? Um, not that any needs to be done, I don't mean it like that, but you know what I mean? Like she probably, really, I really want to do a good job. Like I'm hearing her do it to me. We're, we're going backwards and forwards. We're doing a really good job. We're connecting here on what we want, to, what it to sound like. I just want to get in there and do it. And that's how I felt. It did feel a little bit like, not amateurish because we all know Brandy's a professional. We all know what she can do, but it came from like a fan moment, but it felt to me like somebody like one of us was would have been sat there in front okay, of Okay, but in my opinion, what woman in the industry like around Mariah's time isn't True. gonna isn't gonna be like that? And if they're not, who's worthy of doing that then, in my opinion? Yeah. Because if you're not gonna know what situation you're in and respect what situation you're in bitch you don't deserve to be there brandy deserved to be there and i was her in that moment like i was mm -hmm. like you better be fucking yes absolutely your highness yes i, I felt it so relatable i'd like, be exactly it's probably worse <laughs> yeah oh of but course we would be crying i'd have a stroke I was but, trying to imagine myself in, in her shoes and I, I was thinking I would probably act just like that, if not worse. Because mm -hmm. she she was like touching her like, oh my God, is this moment real? She was like, literally like, I'm going to rest my hand on your arm. It's not weird. I'm just like, I don't believe I'm here in this moment right now. I just don't believe it. So that's what's Mar happening. 
Mariah yeah. was giving Brandy her flowers though too during the recording process mm-hmm. because I remember Brandy said, "Do you like it?" Okay, and she said, "No, do more of Brandy." Mm. She kept saying that. No, do but sometimes she was she was saying it like, "Do it like you." Okay, sometimes yeah. I felt like Mariah wanted her to do it like Mariah, and then other times she was saying. Okay, no, do it more like Brandy. Like there was, it was a little confusing for me because at times I thought Mariah was saying, I don't want it to sound like me, but then she was like making it sound more like her. And as we get to the end and we talk about, oh, you know, as we talk about the song, we're going to say things that are going to come back to this moment here. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like Mariah was saying one thing, but wanted Brandy to do another, in my opinion. It felt a little bit like that, but I think in a way, what I took from it anyway, is that she was trying to tell her like how the song originally was, but, and that's how we should go, but give me Brandy with that. And, and she did do that in certain moments. And I agree. But in others, I feel like they Mariah-fied it. Yeah. Um, but maybe that could have been Brandy. That I don't know. We don't know where that sort of laid. But it, regardless of all of, like, you know, whether it was too Mariah-fied or Brandy-fied, because there's the little inflections, it's like, okay, that's that's definitely Brandy. You know, that's not Brandy coming on as Mariah's backing singer. Oh, yeah. Brandy. But, but and I didn't, Brandy, think, I didn't think Brandy was trying to sing like Mariah at all. No. But the whole time, Brandy genuinely looked like she was having a fucking ball while she was recording this. Like, she really enjoyed everything. Like, the in the camera that was on her in the studio, like, as she's singing, you really felt that she was in the moment. Even when she turned to Mariah to, like, for the feedback through the earphones and stuff, like, in that quick, like, little, like, nanosecond before it cut to Mariah, like, you really felt like she was really, like invested she was really like feeling every single second she was having such a good time there it was no absolutely and even in the end like i said when when she got done and they go and they listen to the bridge she has this huge smile on her face and it made me fucking so happy and i was like mariah you better fucking smile at her you better fucking give her her fucking flowers bitch because they don't show a lot of the times when when brandy's so excited they don't show mariah and mariah doesn't look as excited as her so i'm like i'm just feeling for brandy like bitch i hope she made you fucking feel like you deserved it and i just like i feel like she did though i I feel like she did and there was I a did. moment at the end of the recording where Brandy said, I can't believe this actually happened. So I felt r- really, I felt that Mariah really welcomed her. Okay. You're, I'm yeah. getting different vibes than you are. I don't know why. No, I, felt- I didn't get, uh, there was a moment, boo, when she fucking, when she fucking smiled and got excited and Mariah was like not as excited, but I it's think, okay. I- I think she wanted to show professionalism. I think she wanted to sort of get the song right. She wanted to be on the I same know, page. and they were but, filming a masterclass. I right. know. But at the same time, like we've all seen Mariah Carey laugh with people and have a good time with people. And because we know that they know each other anyway, I get where you're coming from. A little bit of a moment would have been cute, like just a bit of a giggle and then back right back to work. But it did seem very much like this is how it needs to be, blah, blah, blah. Like very much like they're all almost creating it from scratch like the song already exists like there could have been a bit of a giggle in there just for like performance sake and then do you know what i mean like it right wasn't... like brandy is around from the 90s she knows, she knows the fucking, she knew the fucking song already right. like that's that's kind of what i meant is yeah. like yeah we're here to work 
but like it's brandy and mariah like can we have a moment please like just for a second but no i didn't i don't think i'm reading into it too much i just wanted to voice that that was something that i saw i don't think that mariah was being like a bitch to her behind the scenes or anything like that Yeah. But you kind of expect it a little bit, like a little bit of a laugh or a giggle because that's how she's, I know what you mean. And then you didn't get it. So it, it's, it was a little, not a shock, but it was a little bit of a like, oh, okay. We didn't get that. Okay. Fine. But she was working in her creative zone, you know, the place that we don't see her in usually. So I think that that's kind of what she was trying to portray. It's like, right. I'm a serious working professional, you know? It was fun to watch, especially her doubling her voice and everything. That was cool to watch. Yeah. I just think that it was, it's funny that this is the best part of it, but Brandy's doing most of the recording in the booth in, <laughs> like, this is, this is Mariah's masterclass, but I think we see more of Brandy singing in the booth than Mariah throughout right. the whole masterclass. I liked the fact that they, they spoke so freely about double tracking. Like, anybody who's ever heard of double tracking, for me, it felt like, always felt like um, a slur like oh you didn't do a good enough job but it was okay so we don't have enough time just go back in there and let's double track it like I I really understood the benefits from listening to her for her to, to talk about double tracking like that I just thought okay yeah fuck it fuck it you know like I liked the fact that she was so open about it oh I thought that it was like just part of like her sound that's why she did it I didn't realize that it was like a, oh mm. I've been, I, it was delivered to me in a way that like, okay, well, it sounds, sounds good. And everyone says that, but then like, you, if you go back in there and just sing over the top, like it adds another layer, it sounds thicker, but of course you can never, they always said this to me, like you can never record it exactly the same as you did before. So it adds a completely separate layer, which is what she said as well. But she did it from um, a developing point of view. I think mine was probably negative. They were probably like, yeah, it was shit. But I think that it was, it definitely benefited the whole double tracking process, listening to her talk about it like that. Yeah, I like that part a lot. Because it can harmonize as well sometimes, depending on how you do it. And it, it kind of, depending on how it's done, it can create like a glass bowl kind of effect if it's done badly. But I never knew that she did it quite like that like a double tracking moment. I thought she just harmonized and every time it was done, it was done to harmonize. But no, I, I'm really, she she did discuss a lot more in this than what I was expecting, honestly. I was so happy that she went to the length. She probably could have gone more further and deeper, but I'm glad that we got what we got. I'm glad that she picked a song like The Roof to break down and do this masterclass with. I would have... Yeah, I was really here for the fact that it was a song like this off the album Butterfly, broken down in the ways that it was. Because she's got like a little episode for the lyrics, an episode for the music, an episode, two episodes for the vocals of it. Yeah, I really did appreciate the time she took to break down how specific each little moment and intricacy, like where that comes from. And like its purpose in the song. I think that that was cooler to me than the actual end result. So. Right. And 
I don't know if you both agree with me, but there is no other song that would be perfect for this. Like, there's so many layers to this song, not just vocally, but musically, as we as we learned. But we kind of already knew some of this. Like, we didn't know what, at what extent she went to, but we had an idea based on what we've learned over the years and what she said in the book, etc., etc. So this really opened all, all that up. So I'm glad that this song was used. I can't think of any other song that could have been used where we got to learn the use of a sample instrumentation that was adapted from that, like from her own brain. Um, other layers um, with the Run DMC that we got from this. And then the the, the harmonisation as well, like, and the layering of the harmonisation. This was the perfect song for this. I think another good song would have been like Underneath the Stars or like Fourth of July, because those have a lot of insane background vocals as well. But this is a yeah, or a big well. bop like um, Heartbreaker or Fantasy. Yeah, Heartbreaker. Yeah, or Honey, Honey. I thought Honey, Heartbreaker, Fantasy, uh, Underneath the Stars. You know, e or even like a cool cute. club mix. Even a cool club mix would have been cool too. But don't yeah. stop as well. You know, when she's got those three Mariahs going at the end of Don't Stop. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I don't think she was she, she those, could so. really honestly this did really open my eyes and make me think like why is she never shown how she makes stuff in the past like I feel like it, it gave me such a it gave me such an appreciation for what she does like deeper than you know like it made me think like how much time did she spend trying to just do backgrounds on the big lotto song like because we kind of like, we're like, how long did this take? And now I'm like, actually, like, Mariah, how long did it take? You know, because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it just, it does make me appreciate her craft more. And I think she should do it again for her future projects. I think a nice cute moment would be to just be like, you know, when we got like, I don't think we got a show, but there was that whole documentary around the Emancipation of Mimi era, and there was elements of her in the studio doing, like, layers to We Belong Together, but I think it was the remix. And I think if we got just a show that followed her around during the process of making the album, and she could now let them in a little bit more, because we have the masterclass. There used to be a TV show in the UK called The South Bank Show, and they'd follow the artist around around the time of making an album. That would mean getting from the hotel to a car, the recording process, promotion, there'd be all these different elements to it. It wouldn't be like as intricate as the masterclass, but you get a good idea of the level of work they'd have on to, in order to create this album. Um, I think they did it with Cher and Craig David. Um, so I do think that they should do something like that with Mariah's next album. If MTV, MTV used to do something like that. It was called yeah. Making an Album. And that's where that... that um, that TV show that you're talking about came from. I love that TV show. It's one of my favorite. The documentary, uh, the Mariah documentary. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. one of my favorites. I think this is a good time to go into the last parts of the masterclass, which are taking care of your voice and surviving the music industry. Mariah drops a lot of tea in these. In terms of what? Like in looking after the voice or? And uh, taking care of your voice, Mariah busted a myth down by saying that she never had her nodules removed because a lot of lambs like to spread that rumor around that she had them removed i always thought she never had a, she said she's never had them removed hella times yeah she has said it before but i do think that on this this kind of level of a platform it needed to be said because there's so much scrutiny 
around certain elements of things that she does. And I think it's important that that's there and people need to can take that into consideration. She also says that, um, <laughs> Included myself. and she reiterates this again, she says that streaming is a scam. And she also says record companies are scamming new artists. She also said that she got screwed over in the beginning of her career. But we all kind of knew this. Mm-hmm. And that she says that ownership over your music is key. She breaks it down quite... I mean, I know she does discuss it in the book, but she talks about it from her point of view in the book. Here it's more from an advice point of view. And I liked that because it made me listen a lot more because it felt like I needed to listen to what she was saying as opposed to listening to her story. And of course she did She did sort of like weave that in there and it's important, but it felt like proper advice. So it was very, yeah. very well done. I don't know if she like worked with someone to write this in a, in a particular order to make it sound like it was from a tutorial point of view, but the way it was dealt with, because we know she's very particular of how things are done and how she's portrayed, it it, it was still quite honest and it was not so over-the-top Mariah. It was still very much professional without the Mariah-ness or Mariah-ism, so to speak, of it. You know, Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. She also harped a lot about her credits on her music and being credited for producing her music and how she had to learn how to take ownership over that because she was talking about in the beginning about how uh, at the beginning of her career, how she never had any credits for stuff that she said that she didn't really know that she produced but realized later in her career that she produced that song i thought that was really interesting yeah because she said that she'd been working in the studio since before she was even like getting into music and whatnot like she was working on stuff when she's seeing things and hearing things in a studio because people are trying to mold her a certain way then She's going to jump in and be like, I think we should do this and do this. And maybe they didn't misunderstand. Well, no, not maybe. They definitely misunderstood her experience of working in a recording studio and dealing with music. I think it's good that Mariah is like more willing to talk about the things that she hasn't talked about. But now she's like talked about them. So, you know, I'm yeah, I'm glad that. No, I mean, like, I don't know what episode. <laughs> I just don't know what to, I just don't know what to say about that part. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm ready to talk about the song, so I'm just waiting for you guys to get to that part. My takeaway from this whole section is basically Mariah says, "Do not do you, and don't let anyone control you, and you'll be good." That's basically yeah. what Mariah is saying in this. The saddest thing that she said at the end was she doesn't think that she's survived the music industry yet, and says how she doesn't unfair. know she doesn't know if she has. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and that's, that's a good point, though, to be fair, because when you talk about her, we've talked about it before, her sales back in the day and how music has changed and how it's affected sales of many artists, including hers. I think in a way that's incorporated in what she's saying when she says that, because, you know, she can put like a damn good record out, you know, we'll say Caution, for example, and it was fucking amazing. And it didn't do as well as what it should have done. Yeah. I think that's an element of it. That's just an element of her, like, her learning to survive in the music industry. I know. Uh, when that album came out, I thought she was going to blow the fuck up, but little I did thought, I know. I thought Emancipation 2.0, but didn't happen. Yeah. yeah, but basically she just says, do you and don't let anybody control you and you'll be good. That was yeah. the whole takeaway from the, the entire masterclass. That was the con- conclusion, the the 
the statement of that whole master class. Yeah, yeah. It, it was beautiful. I, I, I'm money well spent, so to speak. Right, let's go into the song then. Okay, how do we feel about... The, well, it's slightly differently titled, The Roof, When I Feel the Need. Not quite sure I felt the need for the change in the title or the abbreviation of the title or whatever you want to call that. Um, how do we feel about The Roof featuring Brandy? I actually really liked it. I thought that it was interesting that they... I feel like they turned the background vocals down and they made the lead vocal higher, which in the normal song is not the case. Like the background vocals are the same level Mm -hmm. as the lead vocal. And it's hard as fuck to tell what she's saying. And I like that about the song. And I didn't like how it was so easy to tell everything she was saying and that Brandy's background vocals were kind of turned down a little bit. Right. It felt... In the original, it felt like an echo of what she was already saying, I feel. This is my point of view. Yeah, it was. It felt very separate. I know there's two people singing, but, you know, as as we witness and as we've explained in this episode, it was very intense of how it was explained of how it was going to be. And, you know, both being the queens of, like, layering their harmonies and whatnot, like... It, it, I think it blended really well together, and there is there is that separation. You're very aware of the separation. I love it. I do like it. I love it. Like I could listen to it on repeat. I just feel like it gives us something, but you still expect it to go to somewhere where the song, the original song, went to, and it doesn't. It uh, just... I disagree. I disagree. What do you mean? It... What do you mean by that, though? Like. Well, that you know we've got all the belts and stuff and the crescendo parts of the song you know and it it doesn't quite go there and we it relies heavily on mariah's lead of course which is great like and to be fair and i don't care if anyone disagrees with me but i do believe that her vocals sound pretty much exactly the same You, you can tell they're not in parts but the verses they sound pretty much the same as the original recording. But when she goes into the crescendo parts, we don't quite get there and it goes someplace else. So it does rely on the lead and the backing vocals as opposed to the big moments. When I first heard the song, I was I was a little bit jarred at the beginning because I was getting those in the kitchen vocals. And it almost sounded like, I'm sorry to say that, but I'm just, it's almost I'm just like no it sounded messages. no to me it did sound in the kitchen when i first in the heard beginning. it okay in the beginning because and it almost sounds like mariah's like too close to the mic i don't know it just i don't feel like in the beginning that her vocals are really meshing well it just it's it goes back to big energy and at the beginning of big energy it sounded in the kitchen but when she gets to the first chorus of every time i feel the need that's when i get hooked to the song and the song sounds more blended and then at the end i'm just shook the end the ending of this song saved it for me i love to hear the drums and the more raw sound in it uh, it gave me like giving me life eighth grade like at the end you mm-hmm. know how they do that yeah and it's just like an extension of the song i like that a lot in the ending vocals with brandy and everything they meshed really really well at the end it's so fucking good i honestly I, like it more than big energy when you... oh, I lo- oh of course i love it way more than big energy i also love how they brought the um the strings out more than they were in the background in the beginning like the 
dun, 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 dun. like I, that's something that's literally one of my favorite parts is like hearing like trying trying to listen and find that the melody in the moment and that they pushed it so far in the front of the song I live for that because that's like part of my favorite moment of the song is the orchestra or the synths yeah. mm. and this is probably what we're getting again from the butterfly lounge this is probably what the whole album is going to sound like I don't know how I feel about that but yeah I don't know how I feel about it yet I, I need to, like, Mariah keeps vaguely mentioning the Butterfly Lounge, but she's never really explaining it. Yeah, it's 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 somewhere that artists come and to record and do it in a different kind of way, but she hasn't really given a huge explanation on what the Butterfly Lounge is and what she's creating with it. She's given little nuggets, but that's it. Yeah, I don't know. To me, at this point, I feel like, it's just something she says and it's like are we getting anything <laughs> I, I don't think so <laughs> i was expecting like parts of like different recording moments i was expecting like a couple of songs here and there but teasers like oh yeah we worked on this and worked on this with this person and then this and this and then, then the release date would have been released for the butterfly lounge i was expecting the butterfly lounge to be a bigger thing off the back of this you know nine videos i thought come on there's got to be like a, a, a bigger song and then bits here and there and then when the roof sort of like was spoke about as being the main song i thought okay well that's gonna be the lead then and then we're gonna have like little bits here and there and we'll hear the full song on the album no you guys are thinking too big because she's gotta have time for christmas yeah she's, she's such a hater She's still gonna have time for Christmas if she if she's been recording this and she squeezed it a, even like a little EP like five songs four songs even three like I'd be happy with that for the time being that could take us through to next year and then she can crack on with the rest of Christmas from bloody June July or even from May fine whatever but I will say this Nick when you text me that about the giving me life reminiscent feeling you got I felt a little bit disappointed like why is it not longer like I would have loved like a proper like we belong together remake of the roof with like an I felt like it was too short I felt like yes. the ending could have been a it was like one minute I feel like it could have gave us like 30 40 more seconds it could have been I was a, I, the fuck I, out I liked it I'm sorry and I don't know what you're saying about you'd be happy if Mariah would release a three song EP I would be fucking pissed I'd be like a really three song really, EP yeah Garrett just said he'd be happy with a three song EP I'd be like really queen really <laughs> I would like, expect really? <laughs> yeah, but like guys like if it was if it's three original songs re-recorded off the back of the Butterfly album you know she said oh I've got artists coming through here we're working on projects we think that Lato was one of them we don't know Brandy was definitely I don't think them. I don't know what you're talking about honestly I know, I'm probably jumping to conclusions. I'm just trying to think of, like, what could this Butterfly Lounge project I just had a light bulb moment. I just had a light bulb moment. Watch her re-release Butterfly on the 25th as, like, a double album and then have six or seven re-recorded songs with other artists. Watch it be, like, Butterfly, parts of it redone, add yeah. some remixes, make it a gatefold, you yeah. know? Yeah. I can really that I just had that light bulb moment. I can see that happening. That could be cute though. That could be cute. That would be better than the three I, song. Oh, it'd be better. I think I would like that better than 
what you guys are saying. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I, I said it. I'm not going to put no, the No, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I would like it better. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> At this point, like I said, if it makes her happy, then I Okay, know. let's rate the song. Let's rate the song. One out okay. of ten. I'll start. I rate the song seven out of ten, and I rate the master class an eight out of ten. Um, to me, the roof was a six and the master class was a seven. Uh, <laughs> I, I was gonna say six for the roof, but I will give the master class a nine. Okay. Well, I'm glad, All right. I'm glad you guys are so happy. <laughs> <laughs> what, because you're normally not? <laughs> well, no, I, hey, I didn't say anything I'm very joking, bad. I'm joking. I'm joking. Was super bad. I it was good. Everything was good. I I love. All right. Here's the conclusion. Here's the conclusion to our episode. Was it worth a hundred and seventy-seven dollars or sixty dollars a piece? No. 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 (laughs) This could have been a cute. (laughs) This could have been a cute YouTube moment, and I think that if you're a lamb, that this is requirement watch material for you. You should definitely purchase and support the queen. Okay, but but see, we watched it because we had to, not because oh my gosh, I'm trying to spend this money, right? Yeah, of course. We we wanted to talk about it because we were interested as well individually for what for our different reasons we wanted to watch it but mainly because we're all lambs and so we we had to watch it when as soon as it came out i would have taken this right before an album as a build up to an album release um something very mariah esque not not masterclass you know like i've got an album coming out as a documentary piece with whatever tv station not necessarily youtube but um somewhere where she'll get like a, a massive check on a big channel and you know we get fed but i do feel guys that if we'd have got it like that we would have got a lot less a lot of this information was in the book and we've heard it before like the best two parts of it were with brandy and that's like a half hour of it. And ring, so, ding, 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 wait, ding, 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 Netflix, no. Like your your Netflix is kind of like your Hangover TV or your like Sunday night TV when you've got a couple of hours before you go to bed. Like I just don't think that this would have fed a Netflix audience and got the same numbers in um, as what. I don't was. know, but get, what do you mean got the same numbers in? Anyone who, people would... who goes and watches that masterclass on masterclass would have watched it on Netflix. No one who, in my opinion. Who else is going to watch this besides lambs? I don't know. I think there will be people that are in, probably not lambs, but people that are interested in how Mariah Carey makes songs. I do feel like there is a market outside of the lamely, outside of fans. It, it's a bit of a merge between lamely fans and people who are interested in music and people who probably do work in composing music, but probably like people who are studying, let's say. Let's say people who are studying music. It's, it is beneficial. It's just nice to see how somebody else works, an individual, how somebody else works in a studio. I do think that was cool. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm grateful for it. It just Yeah, I am grateful for it. I hope I didn't yeah, sound I'm too bitchy s- about it. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'm, thank you, Mariah, for feeding us. Yes, thank you. I mean, I'm being a little bit of a hypocrite here because I don't think it was worth the money, but I just don't know where else it could have gone. It can't. It couldn't have gone on something for free, but it could have. I don't know. Like masterclass. If all over the courses, it could have like been this, like thirty dollars. Yes, but then where it would could it have been? been? It could have been shot somewhere else and monetized in a different way because more people. If it like saying it was on Netflix, if it was on Netflix it would have been exposed to more people because not many people are going to pay this $177 to watch an hour and 45 minutes of footage unless you are a Mariah Carey fan or just a casual music enthusiast. But the casual fan that says, I love all I want for Christmas is you is not going to spend $177. Absolutely not. No, it's just not happening. And unless they already have Masterclass already and they're like, oh, okay, I'm excited. Mariah's thing popped up. Woo, you know, Mm. I just don't, I don't see people going out of their way to do that. So, especially not for $177. That's what I mean for that amount of money. For that. I hope there's another way that she's able to monetize this or they sell them separately in the future because yeah because at the same time you don't want it to it be is the, good you don't want it to be the yeah but to me like after our sorry after our um thing runs out like i'm not paying for that again you know what i mean i'm not well we have a whole year all right well let's wrap it up then oh my gosh have you guys seen mariah carey's new post on instagram Instagram. Oh my God, where is it? Let me go find it real quick. All right, the caption says, big, big energy moment. And thank you, Lance, for the sweet, sweet fantasy revival. And it's Mariah. Is that purple or blue swimsuit? I don't to know. Me, to me, it's blue, but in person, it's probably purple. The shoes are blue. Maybe that is blue. When you get when the lights turn pink in the background in the pool and green, it looks blue. But when it turns blue and purple it's kind of misleading i think it's blue guys did you guys notice that when mariah comes out of the water that they reverse the footage because when she's coming out of the water her hair is dry yeah of course (laughs) absolutely but that's her every christmas thing to do (laughs) it's so funny it's cute. Maybe this is a promo for like yeah, I'm watching her come out of the water again. Dry hair. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks so good and I'm glad she's not in a gown. Oh, yeah, for real. Yes. Maybe this could be a promo to a video coming. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Oh, it looks so good. She looks fantastic. I wish this had been the uh, the Emancipation Mimi live chat or something similar. Slay! Slay! <laughs> oh she looks amazing and the shoes this bitch's hair looks so good it's I giving know. me night it's giving me nightmare era but whatever how is it dry after coming out of the water You're so she- silly. oh my god <laughs> <laughs> that's the first thing i noticed yes <laughs> obviously they played it in reverse of course Okay, you guys, that's a wrap for this episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. Like I said, go listen to our last episode about the shade if you like this one. It should be one right below this. Go make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Obsessed Podcast. Like, rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. Make sure you check out our next episode.
And don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Facebook. At the Obsessed and Reddit at the Obsessed Podcast. All right, guys. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bring ding 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs>